Hello and welcome to this episode of Critics on a Bus, the podcast where two best friends review the latest films and talk film theory. Uh, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Critics on the Bus. Um, now normally, um, like I said in the last episode, we would say hello to Paul, but he is, he's still on his break. So I have drafted in a master expert in film uh, and that is my good friend Dan. Hello Dan. Hiya. How are you doing today? I am really well, thank you. I feel like that's the stock answer. So far, but I am. <laughs> I'm really well. It, it's 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 kind of part and parcel of the critics' um, experience. Um, for those of you who won't know, so Dan is one of my um, closest oldest friends. We went to college together, uh, and we studied film. Um, and we used to we we used to and we still do go see a lot of films together. Though our current film choice hasn't been great. Our string of cinema appearances haven't been the strongest. No, they really haven't. <laughs> but that's okay. So Dan is guest starring on at least this episode of Critics, maybe more. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? And so, Dan, what are we reviewing today? Okay, so today we're re- reviewing a, a Netflix uh, well, a film that's been, uh, recently been released on the August, August 14th called Project Power. It's an American superhero film, loosely, um, directed by Ariel Schulman uh, and Henry Juist, uh, um, or Juist, or whatever that, uh, however that's pronounced, I do apologise. Um, they've done stuff like Paranormal Activity 3 and 4 before, so they've d- done some mainstream cinema. And essentially it stars Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and uh, a newbie, uh, Dominique Fishback, or well, I believe she's newbie, she's the first thing I've ever seen her in. Um, and essentially it's about, a, it's set in New Orleans, and it's about this drug or pill, if you will, that offers five minutes of a power or superhero, some kind of superhero power, but they, it doesn't always end up uh, good the person who takes um, the power because they could they could die as a result of it, and there's like a kind of like a, a kind of a market, uh, kind of a criminal market for these drugs or pills, if you will. Wonderful. See, you're natural at this. No, no, yeah. no worries. Bah. No worries. Perfect summary. Yes. Yeah, so we're we're reviewing Project Power, which is a Netflix original. So um, as always, we're going to do a spoiler-free section for the first few, first ten minutes. So if you haven't seen the film. You can keep listening and we'll let you know when the spoilers are around. Um, so first of all, let's talk about what we liked of the film. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll, st- I'll start off. I thought for me that the three, Jamie, Joseph and Dominique, were pretty good. Yeah, me too. I thought their acting performances was pretty strong in the film. Um, and probably probably one of the best things about the film, to be honest with you, um, was their performances. Um, individually um so yeah i thought i thought straight off the bat they were were very good i thought it's but in particularly like joseph gordon levitt's kind of had this is kind of like a, quite a, like a mini comeback for him i think he's been quite quiet over the past few years i think this is a really good like comeback to film yeah i actually haven't seen him in like uh, a mainstream film in a long long time i i, I can't remember recall the last film Maybe Don John, but that was ages. Yeah, that was ages ago. Like, what What did you do after Dark Knight Rises? <sighs> Don John. Yes, uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer was before that. Yeah, I kind of got a, I got a lot of uh, Dark Knight Rises uh, kind of vibes from this role that he took on there. Yeah, 
Is there anything in particular that you liked about the film? Um, I, I agree. I think the the performances are strong. I mean, Jamie, Jamie Foxx is always a good choice for a lead uh, in a film, and I, I found him quite... Com- I don't want to go all the way to compelling, because I wouldn't <laughs> say that. But he was an engaging through line, and I thought, I, I thought out of the three of them, it was actually Dominique who gave the most interesting performance, and I think she had the most, uh, like, kind of story behind her um you know, more layers to her so yeah i really like that i thought the i thought the visuals were okay in terms of like it, it being a netflix film um it, it zipped by quite quickly I, mm-hmm. I i felt like it was quite a pacey film um i don't think it had a lot of kind of excess it's what i think it came under a, well, an hour 51 i want to say which i think is a good a good length it's a good length for a film yeah it is it's it's not it's not a strenuous watch to say the least um <laughs> it no. does breeze, it does breeze by pretty quickly and I, I i do like your point about the visuals i think the individual powers each had a very distinct look um for better or for worse but they were all very stylized all very individual very kind of have their own little thing inside it which i thought was really interesting and it's a good way to kind of give that visual separation Mm, yeah definitely i like i i, I love the like the zoom in on on the skin and how like the skin changes and the, there's definitely the connections as we i'm sure we'll go on to explain to there's a, there's a there's a kind of a sort of pseudoscience behind the, the pills and the power um and i, I liked the kind of the, the physical changes that you saw um when they had the powers but i'm sure we'll get onto that yeah, we'll get onto that a little bit later. All right, so moving on to sometimes the more interesting things. What is the thing you you didn't like about this film? It just was so paint by the numbers in a in a kind of in in a area where we're a kind of an industry where we're saturated by superhero films. And I don't get me wrong, I love superhero films, but because it's just it doesn't offer anything interesting. It's got very interesting sections and and it tries to be like different genres all in one. And there's usually nothing wrong with that if it comes together cohesively. But it just didn't really land on a thing and stick with it. The the concept was okay, but I think it was a TV episode okay. Or, you know, a couple of TV episodes. I don't think it was, well, for me anyway, it it didn't hold to me uh, as a feature length film. Do you know, I think you might have answered what I had wrong with it. (laughs) <laughs> because I was sitting there thinking, I was sitting there watching the film, thinking like, what, what is it that I don't like about this film? Like, yeah, there's something off about it. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. I think it's the fact that there's too much to to sort through in the two hours, and it feels, because mm. I don't know about you, but like for me, there was just there was just something missing. Yeah, there was just there was just something missing, and it whizzed through. I mean, what we had like three big bad, big bad guys, four big bad guys, maybe. You know, just like the unidentified masses. Almost. They kept changing all the time. Yeah, and I couldn't keep track of it. And I was like, and so much of it happens at night time, and I couldn't figure mm. out: is it one night time? Is it more than one night time? You know, yeah, there's the there's that. A bit confused. Yeah, there's that bit kind of disconnect. I think possibly because they chose the wrong format. I think Netflix should have done a series out of this, even if it was a limited series. You know, a limited series, you've got you've got like six hours of content right there. Yeah, I think it was the wrong format. It, was, it smashed it all together too much to, and that just kind of robbed it of something. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that's exactly a six episode series on Netflix or, you know, or, or however long it need, mm. needed to be where you could actually explore these characters, their lives in 
in a bit more intimate detail, paint a better picture of New Orleans. Like, you yeah, there there are touches on the kind of the social historical context behind New Orleans, but you never really feel like I read I read something and I I don't like parroting other people's opinions, but I did read something that really struck a chord with me. Um, I can't remember who it was. I'm sure you'll get onto it later with Critics Corner, but um something about it not being relived really in and it wasn't really well painted new orleans you didn't really apart from i think the start of the film where you do get a little sense of uh, new orleans as a city it just it felt like any other city that's corrupt and you know yeah it's not it's it's yeah it's not how i envisioned new orleans so the whole like walled city and almost kind of feel to it all right then with that would you recommend if you were doing the ironing and you were very bored. <laughs> yes, I would. I, I attentively. I, there's nothing. It's a really inoffensive film. It isn't really bad. It isn't very good, though, <laughs> which does seem to be a, <laughs> a common thread in the films that we end up watching. But yeah, I mean, very half-heartedly, I would recommend it. I I would. So I watched this on the on my phone on the couch. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, straight after work, like, at one point whilst I was feeding and changing the baby, like, you know, and took a break, had dinner and came back to it sort of thing. And so, like, it's a film that you can kind of watch on the couch, watch on the train. I, I would recommend it as that kind of, like, let's watch something new. Yeah, let's watch this. This, this yeah. looks good. You know, it's it's like, it's that, that looks good. Thank thank goodness it's on streaming services and not paying for it sort of thing. It's the kind of film you'd pick up at CEX and be like, oh, 50p? bargain you know yeah and i I think that's that's like damning praise in a way isn't it It, it, it's it's not something that i intend to ever revisit which is just a shame because like you say it does have a just a really really good cast but it's just it happened i'll move on yeah it's like it's like it's like six underground you want want to watch it for the spectacle and you're like that was good let's move on yeah exactly it doesn't have that resounding impact that I think it probably could have. I really do. I think I think it had a lot of potential. But as you say, I think it's the format that is the issue here. And we zoom through very interesting ideas and they're swept under the carpet. Maybe maybe it needs to do a limitless and then then become a limited series. But mm. we, we OK, let's digress. So that is your spoiler free zone from now on. Uh, we'll be talking a lot more about the film, the plot, the details. We'll be giving away things. So if you haven't listened, you do want to watch the film do come back to us after you've watched it and listened to the rest of our review so with that done let's look more at the story of the film mm-hmm. um give me your initial thoughts and impressions of the story um i think it's i think it, as a narrative it's fairly easy to follow um in the sense that you've got three main uh, leads they all end up coming together even though they're um from kind of very various different walks of life um there's a kind of a, a logic and a camaraderie to the relationships between uh you've got oh, what's he um isn't that oh, what, what's that uh, you've got robin see this is this is how much the film didn't have that yeah, i've took a long time to remember the names yep you've got robin and art um who obviously are, are kind of uh, midway through the film ends up kidnapping her for more information and then they perform this bond when they realize they have a common enemy um they have a really good camaraderie um, i really like the dynamic there i thought it was very interesting that they introduced joseph gordon levitt's character first 
um, Frank, I believe, and he is corrupt in in, in a way because he, he you know we we later find out that he does take the power pills for good means but unethical un- unethical policing you might you might want to look at and talk about but I just that really bothered me like there wasn't really an interrogation of that and as to why he would resort to that and I I mean they paid lip service about him wanting to save the city but it's a big thing to resort to the very thing that you're trying to stop um and him using the the pills of the or the power or whatever we're calling them um I I felt that needed to be dealt with in a bit uh, more detail I don't know about you I think that's an attempt on the cliche of like the rule breaking cop who uh. is like on the the wrong side of the captain but the right side of the law sort of thing and does it for the city you know there's always that kind of cliche in cop films of like yeah. the wayward guy who's like rough and rough around the houses and like speaks dirty and spits fire but but you know every time he does something he does he does good and he delivers and he saves the city and you know the captain tolerates him for his bad mouth and his cheek but you know hot dang that guy puts people away yeah and i think i right. think it's a take on that cliche of like he's the bad guy because he has to be the bad guy to be the good guy sort of thing oh my god yeah it, it is that isn't it, it, it yeah. it's that kind of it's that character stereotype but yeah it's that kind of cop cliche just hidden under super superpower drugs <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 but the thing is, there's something about jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think he's a brilliant actor, but I just can't take him seriously. As a, I think, a I think he now. did. I think he did. I honestly think he did like the Clint Eastwood like thing really yeah. well. Like, I think he can portray. I think now he's getting a bit older and being a bit like a bit mm. more kind of rough and grittier. I think he can can quite pull off that kind of like clint eastwood and he does it like they make a joke out of it like he okay. tries to make these like police police speeches because robin is um a, a pill dealer she deals power um for money so that because her mum has diabetes and uh she set up very early on from being a dealer in power but she kind of works with frank mm. to catch people buying that's that relationship's never really established no it's not um i, I assume that she works with frank to well, he didn't even arrest the people he caught so i don't know what she does with frank i felt like it was more of to get the power off the streets um rather and into, than and into his pocket again <laughs> is, is it like yes in short but that kind of the ethics of that like I, i'd have liked it more explored i don't know yeah maybe i'm being a little, a little bit unfair on, on gordon levitt no, because... like, now i think about it i don't know what their relationship was just kind of a story issue yeah it just it's sort of taken for granted although it does lead to that really f- uh, funny comedic beat with um when he's with uh, robin's mother and he i think this is a genius yeah he pretends he's been uh he's, and he sneaks into the house and then he pretends that he's just been in the shower or the bath and he's completely terrified uh, and shocked and affronted to see all these kind of goons as it were in um their house and and then he passes on that coded message to well not coded message whisper to his to robin's mom to say look look she sent me um we'll deal with this i thought that was quite comedic that whole story. yeah um he was definitely he's definitely like quick thinking and sweet and i think yeah. he he does do that i do think because it's interesting you mentioned how you liked art and robin's friendship yeah kind of i i don't get it though like you, you went you, you went from being from kidnapping and like 
I mean, that was that was some hardcore kidnapping. Like, yeah, actually. Like in the in the dark, in the middle of the street, in the rain, you just like shove her into the back of your van and drive away, and then like threaten you with a gun. And then I don't quite know how they went from that to she'll do anything possible to save her door, his door. It happened. It felt like she was she had. I mean, and then she saw him violently kill people. Mm shoot people stab them to death in like in the supermarkets when they're trying to find the the dealers for pill the yeah, power surprisingly surprisingly graphic as well surprisingly graphic. Graphic. <laughs> Very graphic um when like when that guy blows up it's just blood everywhere he stab you know uses the ice to stab someone and it's just oh. like it is surprisingly graphic for for like a relatively like say like low language film there's there's very little language in the film but they kind of put that in with graphic deaths instead but like she goes from kidnap to watch this guy literally just murder his way through like a building and then to be like i'll save you let's go save your daughter mm. yeah and, and again i think this is where it comes to that idea of although although i initially praised the kind of speedy length of the film and like um it needed to hold a narrative cohesively and it, it clearly doesn't and um, this is where <laughs> like <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> this is where a tv series would have fleshed that out a little bit more that might have been a cliffhanger they might have like, explored like they might have had a like a bottle episode with the two of them together again this is all hypothetical and i know i'm talking about something like wish fulfillment that didn't happen i mean i guess she sees some kind of kindred spirit in them that she's so she's so devoted to her mom and then she realizes how devoted he is to his, um, his daughter and i yeah i mean it's quite interesting because i like even though i watched this very recently i'm i'm going back over the plot just to like just to remind myself and wikipedia and i must quote from wikipedia <laughs> says this wonderful gem it, it says this you have been monitored by test subjects of the drug. Art bonds with Robin as they treat his wounds and reveals that after leaving the military, he was recruited by you. Blah, blah, blah. It's the idea, okay, this is like a very action movie cliche, right? I'm going to, I'm going to begrudgingly um, uh, kind of stitch you back up and then we'll, then we'll get on with the job at hand. It, it was a bit, I do see what you mean, but I guess to go back to why I quite liked it is because I felt like it had a lot to say about, I felt like he had like he was quite a good in the end quite a good father figure almost to um Robin because I really liked that kind of subplot of her kind of her rap and her love for rap and the potential that she had and you know there's a thinly laid metaphor there of the of the power actually her power actually being her rap her creativity and you know you've got all these superhero powers and things like that and I, I really like that the human parts of the film were the ones that were most interesting to me and I felt like that started to develop towards the end in so much so that towards the end of the film I was just like don't worry about your daughter because I don't know anything about your relationship with your daughter <laughs> let's just, let's just see more of you too that is that is something as well I think because the film is so rushed and because I think what they want to do is they kind of they kind of want to keep you on the edge of your seats as it were and like I said earlier the film set so much at night it sets so much in the action that I think a lot of the human the human side was probably ends up on the cutting ring floor. And I think that, like you said, some of the power of the film is that kind of human personable aspect that they very slightly build upon towards the end of the film. I think that's that's missing throughout the whole film. And that kind of leads to the whole disconnect that we found in our experience in watching. Although I will defend 
well, I will defend and critique, uh, seems to be the pattern here, that scene um, where she imagines when she's in, in the in the school and she imagines the rap that she would give to the teacher to just just sort of go, go look, this is me. Like, um, I thought that was quite interesting. Cause at first I thought they were like, they were actually they were actually doing that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Great. Good for you. But you probably wouldn't do that. Clearly being coded is quite insecure. Um, and then you cut to that realisation, that's what she wants to say. And then obviously her narrative arc towards the end is that she does end up saying that. But I'm just going to say this now. No teacher, no good teacher worth their salt would pick on a student like that so horribly. Like, it was just so pointed, like, oh, like, oh, what do you want to do? You want to rap? Go rap for me. Like, no, no, that's not <laughs> how to behave. The American education system, ladies and gentlemen. Woo-woo. Well, I can't comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the the last thing I want to talk about in terms of the story is, like I mentioned earlier, is the um, revolving door of big bad guys. Yeah. Not the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever Art was killing at the time is what I'm understanding. I don't yeah. know if it was, you know, not Newt. It was the nameless foreign gentleman who was doing the demonstration. He never had a name, I don't think, um, or I didn't remember it. Or it was the woman. Okay, so um, that, that guy was Biggie, that, the guy that trans that transforms into a sort of a sort of like uh, cheap Hulk, if you will. Big, so Biggie wasn't the guy with the beard in the photo. No, Biggie. Uh, so I don't think Biggie was the be- guy in the beard in the photo. He was the one doing the demonstration with the ice thing. Yeah. Um. So okay, so you okay? We we found two there. We've got Biggie, and you've got the guy with the beard, who uh, he was on the boat. Yeah. He was um, One Punch Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he, he had no impact on me whatsoever. I'm not going to lie. Was his name Wallace? Uh, Maybe. I mean, I mean, but that's the point, isn't it? The, the, the point is that they're so not fleshed out, um, for want of a better word, phrase, that I, I just don't know. I, I don't know who they were. <laughs> I, I, I didn't have a clear antagonist. I had a faceless company with loads of different places that makes no sense as a metaphor, classic but... military contractors going yes. you know like like in every of these kind of these types of movies it's always the military contractors yeah. never trust those contractors no no they're always the ones stealing our genes and making money out of it well i, th- I think the the woman at the end uh, dr gardner and i only know that i just researched that not <laughs> Like she had quite an interesting dynamic there. Like, she, I, I, like out of all the ones that that uh, the villain villains, if you will, um, she was quite antagonistic, and that the final confrontation was semi interesting. But I, I'd have liked to see a, a clear through line. I'd have liked one point of focus, whereas I just felt like it was next event villain. Next, like you know, the guy who steals from um, is it the shop, the one who can. Uh, or the bank, the one who can camouflage to his surroundings. Really cool effect, by yeah. the way. Um, but yeah, like it just felt like, oh, the next one and the next one. It didn't feel like a clear, right, sh- t- hero, villain going. And I'm not saying you have to always have that kind of hero and villain clashing, but a, a well-crafted villain is essential to any story. And it, yeah, it, it wasn't very clear to me. No, it really, really wasn't. I think with that then, let's talk a bit more about the special effects. We've mentioned this briefly in terms of the powers. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a thing, and I'm not sure if I'm okay with it, in terms of like, in the, in the demonstration event, 
they basically showed you all the powers that you will see throughout the film yeah whether it was the octopus or the regeneration or the rat with the limbs or you know etc etc uh i think that was a bit like on the nose once you watch the film um but the powers themselves are really interesting we like one of the things we saw was newt with my captain inferno um <laughs> you could set himself on fire that was quite horrible actually in in fairness that was like because he'd obviously taken it before and like his entire skin had been yeah yeah I thought I thought the invisible octopus man was really interesting. How like he doesn't stay invisible. He's like he like blends to whatever is behind him. Yeah, and then it was quite ingenious. Um, how did how uh, what what did he go through? Um, and it was this kind of like pink powder that stuck to him. What was it that he went? Oh yeah, through? when he he opened the the safe bag from the from the, from the right. Bank. Yeah, I thought that was quite I thought that was quite a clever way of tracking somebody. Yeah. There was now there was the the ice girl in the demonstration, which by the way I thought having the fight scene from almost like her perspective was a really interesting way of doing that scene altogether. Totally agree. Might have been probably my favorite scene of the film. Yep. Because you kind of you you, you kind of basically hear her dying while watching other people die at the same time. It was really kind of like intense and like focused. I just really liked the kind of visual look and feel and the kind of the sound aesthetic of the whole thing. Uh, yeah, and that was like a almost a brutal power because she just froze to death. Like at one point, you notice her finger came off. Yeah, it was pretty pretty brutal. There was Mister Big. Oh, the, is that is that fake Hulk guy or that's whatever? fake Hulk guy? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, um, and he was doing the demonstration. See, now I I I felt that that idea is uh, almost an entire like episode in itself, like where you've got these kind of clients dem- doing these kind of um dem- uh, private demonstrations and and you know you could you could have the characters undercover and um infiltrating it and that being this entire set piece that you build the episode towards and you've still got that kind of characterization yeah i know i, I, I keep writing the netflix series i need to stop i need to talk about what's there <laughs> but i will give you that i do think that scene was very good and i do like the choice the framing choices i i felt very claustrophobic i felt for the woman um i was very cross that nobody nobody thought to open the thingy i know they couldn't but it did it did it did create that sense of helplessness which which i felt this film was not so good at at making the violence feel well we talked about it being quite gory but not fit making it feel like it has a purpose and it and the consequences are clear sometimes it felt very video gamey in terms of that's the next boss that's the next boss whereas that felt like a well-crafted a stylized fight in the vein or something like daredevil from netflix yeah i mean if you think about him like art got shot he's got i think most of his part of his arm missing from the, the fight with newt and he's still mm. just running around like no man's business. You yeah, know, he's flipping. He's a flipping superhero on his own right there. Um, well, Jamie Foxx is amazing. So. <laughs> Perhaps he just did that himself. Maybe he's really, really method. So the the climax of the whole film is Art uses the pill. Um, and I like that he kind of like laid the groundwork earlier on when he was um, captured in the bottom of the ship talking about the pistol shrimp. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, it's the, like the strongest creature because it can like superheat the water around it and stuff like that. I mean, I was a bit skeptical about that. I did a bit of like, I was like, I've never heard of a pistol shrimp. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I started googling it and it just looked like this little pathetic thing and I know offense to the pistol shrimp but um I'm more scared of a lion still okay <laughs> just just putting that out there definitely more frightening and uh, uh, uh that was a huge big blowout moment he takes the pill there's rain all around him they've got robin the woman corporate america is there and he takes the pill and he basically does a suicide run because what mm. he does kills him like i i i assume because of the little the little cgi shot that he boils his own blood which i think is what happened i feel like that's what it was going at but at, at that point i was just like oh big spark like yeah he, he i hadn't invested because because it kind of felt like you said that you liked the way it was seeded in before that i felt like it was seeded in almost right before it was needed so it kind of for me i kind of switched off i was just like all oh, right okay that's what he's gonna do and it, i kind of was seeing the end through on autopilot at that point I, I know you said you liked it being seeded through but i don't think it was seeded through potentially well enough i don't know See, I, I think the problem is if he hadn't explained that you'd be like what because they they basically throw a line in going these powers are based on animals right mm-hmm. and so i was thinking like if you hadn't have heard about the pistol shrimp would everyone go like what the heck animal is that based on no that's the true tornado yeah. shark like <laughs> You know, you wouldn't know what kind of animal he's meant to be replicating at that point. No, it's um, true. It's true. It had to that that exposition had to be dealt with, but it it felt like it was dealt with in a very kind of like Chekhov's uh, pistol shrimp. You're like, oh, I wonder what the final finale of the film's going to be. Though you know I don't mean? think that explanation is enough to um uh release someone from to, like capture. Like if I was the security guard, I'd just be like, I'm gonna leave the room now bye like <laughs> yeah i did i did think hmm, right okay yeah so you just uh you, you're not very good at your job are you if you can say a couple of words and right that's it yeah i mean yeah it's <laughs> like look if he doesn't if i don't know what a pistol shrimp is i don't think he knows what a pistol shrimp is <laughs> so what did you do do a quick wikipedia yeah of, of a pistol shrimp and go oh actually apparently pistol shrimps can interfere with sonar and underwater communication better let him out <laughs> Yeah, so that that was a bit that was a bit wishy washy. Yeah. What is your take then on this being a superhero film? It's not really, is it? It's it's again, I keep coming to that idea of, of a TV series, but it feels much more like um, and there's a reason, but uh, I'm doing this the tenth time, but it feels much more like it's set within a superhero world, but it's not a superhero story, if that no. makes sense. Okay. So it's kind of like a bit like Agents of Shield or kind of a bit like um one of those yeah that sort of thing where you don't necessarily have a superpower but you're dealing with superpowered things so i didn't feel like it was a superhero story in the the obvious sense which i hasten to add i think is a good thing because i do think we are oversaturated and i do think there needs to be more ways to explore it and using different genres like the uh, police procedural it's a good way into it it's a mishmash it's a hybrid right and um, it's a mm. it's a superhero it's a, a, a cop um a cop film a police procedure and the the issue which we, brings us kind of full circle to the, the how we saying at the start is it doesn't really synthesize them well together it just it, it feels like a rushed product that didn't quite know which genre elements it wanted to lead in uh, lean on the most and I do think it ended up leaning on some of the angles that were less interesting. I felt like it was definitely more interested in the visual spectacle than it was about telling you about 
like creating this broader narrative about the effects of powers on people it did feel like we were going from one fight sequence to the other and that's what it felt like it prioritized so yes if you want to call it a superhero movie in the sense of man of steel-esque just beating each other up then yeah i guess it qualifies i don't think it qualifies at all like i there's an episode of gotham the tv show okay um which I, I quite like. I watched the whole thing. Um, where they introduce like an early version of Venom. Oh, do they? Um, which is what powers Bane um, in the comics and some of the films. Right. Um, and uh, I forget what they call it. I think they call it a Viper or something. And you take it, you inhale it, and you gain kind of like Bane-esque powers for a short period of time until ultimately um it basically uses calcium to to power you and then you you and you lose kind of mental acuity and then your bones crushed um but (laughs) spoilers um but it feels a bit all right i don't want to watch it anyway (laughs) it feels a little bit kind i mean the i guess the whole premise is that it's kind of your your five minutes of of glory and it it Mm. does feel a bit a bit like that like i don't especially because none of the heroes are super they're very flawed individuals which is a good thing you know that's very normal of people to be flawed and to be angry although sometimes it was just a bit i mean art is obviously super it's a superhero because he can take injuries like no man but it does just feel a little bit like it feels a bit like those other shows like limitless where it's a drug of enhancement it feels more like science fiction thriller you know that I think it kind of I feel like they wanted to be sort of Iron Man 3 oh yeah was it extremist yeah Yeah. it feels like someone saw Iron Man 3 and was like I can do better I want this I can do better without the Iron Man suits and they wrote Project Power so I think I think it can take inspiration like what what also gets me is that no one's no one's marvels at the power you know like if 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 we had heard of people have to go invisible like become super for a little bit you feel like it'd be a bigger deal yes yes absolutely yeah it, it, that's interesting because you enter as you do with all stories in medias race in the middle of things where it feels like this has been established for a while and it would have been very interesting to see well okay when did it first start when was the inception of these of these powers uh, these powers what 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 does the world think of that? Is it just contained to New Orleans? I think they do indicate that it is just contained to New Orleans, and it, 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 the whole point is that it is going to go, go further up in, in scale. But it w- would have been nice to kind of see a bit more of the effect on the community. You do see it with the destruction of Newt's place, but it would have been nice to see that in a little bit more detail. All right, then. Now let's turn our attention to the performances. The what we what I would consider the highlight of the film itself is the performances yeah. of the cast. So talk to me about your thoughts and feelings on Jamie Fox, Justin Gordon, Levitt, um, Dominique Fishback, etc., etc. Well, I think Dominique Fishback's gonna go places, right? Um, she is immediately engaging. She's flawed. She's she's vulnerable. But she's also decisive and she certainly has that kind of like, there's a kind of relatability behind that kind of like, you know, she's, she's looking after her mom. She's, she's got into the wrong crowd, but she's doing it because, you know, for relatable reasons. And I, I certainly play, I certainly am kind of 
really got behind that and i noticed that she's been in the hate you give which is a, a kind of a, a popular uh, novel that has recently been uh, well i say recently 2018 was in a film and like i certainly think that she's got like a quite a bright future ahead uh, ahead of her yeah i don't know what, what, what did you think i i thought she was good i thought i mean i think the issues i have with robin as a character was more of her story's expected development um over her performance i thought you know because she had she has the times where she feels very confident and very self-assured in herself but she also is great at becoming a very 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 vulnerable and very connected person Mm. in character i think you know she 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 at the right times she carries that sort of um, pain and burden with her very well yeah i like the way that they use the the kind of the motif of the is it the soup can that that it's quite a good visual indicator of um of what journey she's on and and, and who she's on that journey for yeah I, I quite like that but again it does feel a little bit like i'm touching at, at straws for that kind of positivity because i just feel like the script let them down a little bit i mean there, there are nice moments but you do get dialogue and i, I made a mental note of it whether there were a lot um you get very kind of military dialogue and uh, you with me it's all very and I, you know that's fine if you've got a, a, a gripping script around you but it was all very quite it felt like a Saturday afternoon B movie rather than well maybe not a B movie but a kind of not a movie that I I would consider a must see in terms of it's not really it's like a I know exactly what it is it's like a straight to straight to DVD or um uh, kind of film it's not it's not it doesn't go it doesn't go to cinemas it's that kind of it's kind of that kind of film does that make sense am i making sense yeah 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 Yeah, it it doesn't feel like it like it has the kind of quality to go as far as it as as it could have done yeah and i think her character jumps into the to the world of death and espionage very quickly Mm. yeah you know she 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 does a lot uh when they're fighting um bone man or whatever his name is she's she's very quick to break away from the group and to you know release that metal ball thing the the weight to try and you know save him yeah she adapts very 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 quickly and yeah you know i've i've got no problem with that really because it is it is great it's great to see um the kind of uh, the self-assuredness um but again it's all about time isn't it like did we need to did we need to see a bit but then again I, I suppose they do establish that she she can handle herself maybe not as well as you think she can we because obviously you get that that very that very first scene where she thinks she's got the upper hand of the situation but then of course they are the the kind of the kind of the three of them that she's uh selling selling to honestly selling to and they kind of um overpower her so yeah it, it needed a little bit more but you know I, i'll forgive that because you i found her the most engaging yeah i for me though i think i do personally feel that joseph gordon levitt played probably the best performance really? for, okay. on my side just because i there was something about even though his character was so cliche and i will admit that very openly it was very like the you know the, the cliche sort of rough cop which we which we discussed earlier mm. i liked 
his take i liked his you know his performances and the way he handled like saving the mother and the whole kind of like the kind of fake dating sort of thing and, and how he played that i liked his whole like clint eastward kind of gimmick and joke and I thought he I thought he turned that on very well. He did become a bit of like a jack of all trades when he could like drive a lifeboat and things like that. Like I'm not admitting it's like the most incredible performance ever, but but it's because I think the film and the story is flawed way more than the characters themselves. I think yeah. that lets him down more. And I think what what he had, I think he he acted well above what he was given. Yeah, I think they all. I, I, to be honest yeah. with you, I think that that's that that hits the nail on the head. I think I've read something that said some uh, something similar. All three of them are better actors than the film that they are surrounded by. Definitely, and like it shows. Say. You can see that they're acting well better than what they've got. Like they've they've brought the they've dragged the film up with them to a level that the film shouldn't have been at because of their strong performances yeah absolutely i mean it's quite a cast really in terms of like jamie fox joseph gordon levitt uh, certainly maybe less now but that they were you know in the kind of early uh, 2010s they were they were particular had particular pulling power but you know for things like looper uh, don Knight rises you had django unchained with uh, uh jamie fox he was great in baby driver as well Oh, so he was, yeah. What a oh. performance from Jamie Foxx in The Baby Driver. It's yeah. one of my top, like, one of my favourite films in the past, like, ten years is that film. It's incredible. Oh, wow, he was, yeah. But I, I think I think we can definitely agree that um, this isn't a film that is any means awful. It's just okay. Because you've, you've got these good performances trapped in a meh story. Um, and I, I hate to use the kind of derivative meh. But that's the kind of reaction that it created. It, it. I wasn't hooked, but I wasn't uninterested. If that makes sense, I just, mm-hmm. it just kind of happened. And like you said, that you watched. You, although I have to, I have to frown at that practice of watching a film on a phone. Um, I, I have a baby, so it's a thing. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but like the, the, the very fact that you know, like it, it, it hasn't, there hasn't been a lot of fuss about it. That being said, believe it or not, it is number currently number one uh, uh, on Netflix. Now, I don't know whether that's because it's new content. It's because it's new content. It's yeah. definitely it's the new it's the new big thing. Um, it'll do well at the moment. So, especially with you know with COVID and and less people going out, there just there just seem to be kind of a big drive behind that. And you know because they are to all intents and purposes the the main mainstream audience. Netflix have a monopoly. Netflix and streaming services have a complete monopoly on the film industry at the moment. You know, as it would appear to the you know the average viewer, because they're the ones being able to put content out. I mean, our cinemas are about to open soon, but so I guess that makes sense. I think I think was it Extraction that you reviewed uh, a while back when, and mm. um, that's the mo- most viewed Netflix film, um, which is astonishing, really. What a shame. I, I heard that you didn't like it, but um, <laughs> I guess that's the thing, though, isn't it? I think Netflix, sometimes they hit gold. Sometimes they they will win the market simply by being able to produce new content, but it, it's not as well-crafted, perhaps, sometimes. I think I think they've yet to hit the mark on the film industry. Um, they do. They can produce some unbelievably good television. Mm. 
I watch a lot of their good TV shows, but I'm also someone who thinks that TV is potentially becoming the future of entertainment. But anyway. Um, no, but I'd agree. Do you know what? That's really interesting that you say that because I would agree because watching this film, I felt like I was watching a stylized TV program that just didn't have, that was kind of constrained within that movie narrative. I think that's really interesting. I would agree. It does seem to be that like, yeah, box set TV. I, mean, I know we're drifting drifting a little bit here, but you look your box set TV, you kind of you are binge watching that has kind of become the the main modus operandi, if you will. Um and that's why you've got more series is is than ever. Yeah. yeah. I think it's I think it started with The Walking Dead. Uh, this is a whole different episode. We could do I could do a whole episode on this, but <laughs> it started with The Walking Dead of like that kind of big premiere high production show that can take on cinema and i think it's continued and i think i think netflix have that understanding you know you've got like things like daredevil and jessica jones season one for example which are an incredible piece of tv you've got they make a lot of good tv which is why i would i i watch almost exclusively netflix and or amazon prime i basically almost watch netflix and then amazon prime for anything that i kind of like i need on a on another day or the office um <laughs> but everything else is mainly through netflix um but they haven't quite nailed that netflix original movie yet they haven't got that kind of one big yes that's a great film they make yeah. good films but not great films and this is not the film to take it no definitely not i uh, yeah, it's interesting you say that because i i'm thinking they do uh, it's very much hit and miss like you've got for all your bird boxes and the kings you've got you've got this you've yeah. got extraction apparently i've not seen it um, under your recommendation, or rather not. Um, so yeah, it's a kind of it's a shame because I, I went in the, into this really wanting to like it, and I just came out feeling very little, if that makes sense. All right, so with that, let's move on to the critics' corner. Normally, Paul would do this. I'm taking over the reins of critics' corner, so if it's not as good. I do apologise. I'm doing my best. So um, we'll start off with Metacritic. Um, it the Metacritic score for Project Power is 51 for the critics' reviews, uh, average, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, the user rating on Metacritic is 4.6. Um, now that's the lowest because Rotten Tomatoes, the user rating Rotten Tomatoes is 54%, and the critic score is 60%. So it fares a little bit better on Rotten Tomatoes. And on IMDb, after 24,000 reviews, it is six. Mm. So it's just better than average. I think that's the thing, isn't it? I think it's because it's so inoffensive, it hasn't really made people go either or. Let's take, for example, Star Wars. People have, I don't know, we're talking about vastly different types of films here, but people have very strong opinions. And if they don't like it, they really uh, like rate it down uh if they really love it they really you know even if they think it's quite good they will probably go higher to kind of balance that out mm. i think this genuinely does capture the kind of the feeling because it's so inoffensive people are inoffensive people didn't really have any expectations about it i think that's the user score metacritic yeah i'm more inclined to the air uh, go maybe a little bit higher than 4.6 but I think that's a fair summation of where we are here. It's it was an okay way to pass an hour and fifty one minutes, but that's it. 
And I, I think that kind of reflects it quite well, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I mean, I, do we want to continue with summaries then? Do, is, there, is that your summary, would you say, of the film or...? Um, no, no, I mean by by, by all means, if there is there 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 are kind of more kind of things that people have said about it, but I, I do I do think that's quite that that's quite telling because, like you say, it's it well. With that, I think let's move on to our summaries and scores. Okay. Um, I'll summarize my what was in the thing first on the on the movie first. Like most people, I think it is a bit of a wasted potential. I think the film itself has an interesting plot. I think that the th- the three main cast do really well I, like like we've just been talking about i think they really elevate themselves above the film above the writing above the performances sometimes i think i feel that the characters aren't fleshed out enough i like the visuals i really like the scene the the bit one of the big fight scenes at the demonstration underground event um where it's almost contained within this isolation chamber tube as a woman's dying and we see the fight around it i think that's a really cool visual and a really kind of way of framing the whole fight i feel the story is a bit rushed and lacks a bit of um emotion and connection and the the story is too big I think the story is too big for the film and I really like we've we've mentioned it constantly throughout and I think it's because it's the best recommendation is that this deserved to be a limited series show this deserved minimum six hours to really get into it because it didn't have enough time to explore all the themes it needed to of of family of loss and grief of revenge of the police drama of of um the the moral ethics of drugs and human trials especially considering the situation we find ourselves in now um uh, um Mm. the idea of you know corporate you know corporations having too much power where does that power go you know i think art has a really good thing where he says he talks about like working in the military and the the start of project power um and how that eventually the power goes to where it always goes the people who already have it and there's a much deeper narrative in there and i think yeah the story is just too big it's too big for this film if this is a kickstarter to a limited series or, or a short run series then give us that i think that's what it deserves more and like a lot of thing it says Although the acting is really good and the visuals are really interesting and very visceral, I think that ultimately it wastes itself on too short of a version of the story. Too, it's too condensed, um, and I think that ultimately is its downfall. I would agree. I mean, I think that's I think that's a very fair summary. I would I, I do want to say this before we close because I, I think it's really important. It was really nice to see black leads centered having a proper story driving the arc um that was really nice to see um i know um the genre the genre has been moving forward with a kind of representation with you know black panther and things like that but it was good to see here too um and seeing diff it was what i will say and why i think i liked uh, i think i agree with you completely about it being too broad an idea to fit within this two hours but what i like to see was that i was seeing different characters represented and different lives although they sometimes fell into kind of some kind of cliches as it were it was good to see that representation because we we need our, our stories to be diverse to be diverse our characters to be diverse and that was really refreshing and i, I will say that of it because i feel like i have been very negative towards this film and i am negative towards this film it it doesn't 
to compel me enough but yeah yeah i think i think with that though what i like is that they didn't make a deal out of it yeah i feel yeah. I, I i feel like they found the best people for the job and that was it well that's it like it's just it, just, it, it it's just different it, it's that it, it's not an issue yeah, yeah it shouldn't be, be exploited. like it's but good it's that in- they just yeah sorry but you know it's important that they've got that diversity it, it yeah. is important because we know that hollywood particularly main, uh, mainstream genre films are underrepresented and like you say it's good that it wasn't a film about and although you could argue there are, are elements of it there and metaphorically that we can pick it wasn't explicitly about race but it was important that they were centered in the in the in the film and we were we're just seeing more and i think i think it's great to see that content coming through now do you have a final summary of project power i think you've done it really i think you have um i can't really add more to be honest with you fair enough fair enough all right then as your as your this is your first episode as a guest critic um what is your first official critics on a bus score is this a, it can remind me it's out of a 10 isn't it out of 10 okay it's a five okay it's that bus that you have to take to get home um but it takes surprisingly uh kind of a short amount of time but you don't really enjoy it because it was a bit bumpy um and it's a rainy day and you just want to get home i feel like that's kind of stretch stretching the metaphor as it will but that's 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 where i would go okay so i've been i've been debating a little bit but i i i you know i don't know what i would give it i'd probably give it a five that's okay you you can't have the same number as me that's quite fine (laughs) no that's fine it's just i i I, yeah Yeah. because this is a film i'm probably not gonna revisit i guess so yeah five is five is fine Five is fine yeah this this is this is the kind of bus that you know when you um you add the bus stop and you see a bus and it's a really good bus and you're thinking oh yeah this is it this is it no and then it's the little crappy bus behind it you're like oh that is such a good metaphor i love it <laughs> like it's the nice it's the nice shiny big black you know platinum bus from Travis Midlands here in Birmingham and then you're like yeah this is the bus oh, that's the wrong number and then it's just like kind of the old diamond single decker bus behind it you're like oh dang it oh yeah as uh, as somebody who used to live in Birmingham, I understand your pain. <laughs> that's that's what this film is like. It has so much potential, and you get so ready, and then you're like, oh. And then you get like, but th- the good thing about the diamond bus is you get on it, and because nobody takes the diamond bus, you get where you go really quickly. Yeah. So that's 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 my, <laughs> that's my score. Been a while since I gave him a score. I'm a little bit rusty. Yeah, I know. Oh, like it it feels like this kind of, they're just the gap of like films it's just it's it's hard okay i'm struggling here we're getting there though we're getting there very soon um we will have we are going to the cinema very soon and we i don't know if paul's gonna be back but a review of tenet will be coming very soon don't you worry i'm so excited excited for this well that is it project power is available on netflix so listen or if you have listened let us know what you think reach out to us at critics on a bus on facebook instagram let us know what you think um dan thank you very much for guest starring on the podcast today we hope you had fun that's okay i'm kept singing now but you can't see <laughs> and hope maybe we'll have you back soon maybe i like it my fate is <laughs> is undecided 
<laughs> um, but that's all from me. Until uh, next time, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you next time. Let me check something. Bear with. Bear with. Bearing with. Bear with. Do you, do you get that reference, by the way? No. What? Not, what? Not, not a Miranda fan. Okay. That's, that's fine.